Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. They stop Strad from committing an evil crime. But in the process, they were sent back to jail. What should they do? Who should they kill? Probably someone innocent. They've got to travel back to time. Something to run through time. Friendship is forever. Friendship never ends. It doesn't matter what time you're in. You're still a dragon friend. A fucking dragon friend. Picture, if you will, Tarl. Those forgotten realms, lands of infinite adventure and impossibility where brave adventurers hold a candle to the darkness of deceit and wickedness. Picture inside that, if you can, the time of old high netheril when mages erected cities in the sky to rule upon all when magic was unfettered. Picture, if you can, then a magical ship sailing majestically through the air, impossibly wondrous, a thing of which men have made to show how like the gods they have become. Picture, if you can, inside this ship, a modestly appointed teppanyaki restaurant (laughs) where, for some reason, I anticipate we will be spending the majority of the adventure. (laughs) Sluggy beer proprietor is at the walk. A horseshoe of tables surrounds as eggs and noodles fly oh, that's in the not, air. Dave, Dave, it's, it's not a walk. Just, it's just it's it's just a Japanese food. It's just it's, a, it's a hot, sort of a, a giant hot, hot plate. It's, it's a hot it plate. Yeah. And it's a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not start chanting racist Dave. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. Not a, let the record show that it came naturally from the audience and wasn't prompted from on stage. Guys, please, let racist Dave speak. <laughs> let racist Dave speak in whatever accent he's about to speak in. Please. I'm so sorry. Racist Dave, the floor is yours. <laughs> You see, you think I'm upset, but if I get cancelled, I don't have to do this podcast anymore. I crave it. I yearn for it. A horseshoe table surrounds a covenant is in the midst of being formed. The dragon, friends, lion, shield, banknote, the Laroon, siblings, the howlers, and the great Jar himself, Strad von Zarevich, are sitting deep in council eating what I can only assume is a fabulous, if somewhat bizarrely, unseasoned meal. Quick quick point of order. Have we parked the ship to save on fuel? The ship is hovering to conserve fuel, and okay. some of the howlers are already mending the holes in the side of the ship. It seems that they came with material to plug the holes that they created. This was a planned shipjacking, not a suicide mission. Mmm. Now we'll say that Strad is sitting at a table with, let's say, Bobby and Well, Bilge. if it's teppanyaki, they'd all be around the same I table. I know, but I'm talking about who's sitting with who. Okay, Baston right. is going to be sitting... Could someone at... just in the audience say, you couldn't say them when you said that about... They were like, yes. 
<laughs> As if they were just going to fucking storm out if that weren't addressed. I didn't come here to be insulted. <laughs> Strahd is sitting with Bilge and Bobby. Jarek Rim is deep in conversation with Baston. Lion Shield Banknote is sitting by himself, not partaking in the festivities. But Frizo is sitting with the Laroon siblings, Moira and Maisel. Question. Yes. Jarek Rim, Strahd, different Job. people, same person. Are you asking Jarek? Uh, yes. <laughs> No, we're different people, mate. See, I'm oh, sitting, okay. good, I'm good, sitting good. here just... and Strahd's over there. How, what's your relation to him? I'm his, I'm his main man. I'm his, I'm his, oh, uh, I'm his numero uno. How'd you guys I'm meet? His, uh, hockey. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, Jarek Rim, Rim field, was, field was actually yeah, right. a warlord of the Waste Outside the Balanarks yeah, who was defeated... Be- before in... that, hockey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who was really? defeated in battle In the Great Strahd. Hockey Wars? <laughs> It was defeated it was in battle by Strahd and has now become his most fervent convert. But, but before that, it was the Under Nines tournament in yeah. Lithgow. And, 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 in, and in that battle that, uh, where I was defeated by him... The hockey battle. No, this was separate to that. Okay, he, right. was, he fought with such honour mm. uh, and, and, and uh, such poise mm. that uh, after I'd said, obviously, Oi! You're from Unknown's yeah, Hockey! Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, I, I pledged my uh, allegiance to it. Yeah, right. But hockey first. Yeah, cool. It was hockey first. And now ben, you're... ben, can I ask a question? During that riff, just then, yeah. were you struggling your brain to think of Anything, anything about, hockey? about hockey. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> I was a position. Like, oh, what do we know? They take corners, I think. There's like. Yep. I went through corners. like four different things and I was like. Oh, I mentioned net- Canada. I was like, that's netball. Yeah, that's oh, also yeah. netball. Oh, that's not a real thing. <laughs> I'm back to thinking about where the months go. <laughs> Absolutely baffling for anyone who's not at the live show. So, okay. Well, while well, this time waste is happening. How do you guys know each other? Uh... We come from the same uh, neighborhood. Yeah, the same. I grew up just down the road from him, and uh, he was kind of a bully, but... You grew up in the Balanox? Yeah, I grew up in the Balanox. Amongst the six tribes? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, adjacent to the tribes. Uh, uh, Temporarily. In the future. Which tribe were you part of? Uh, Hockey. <laughs> and they cheers. <laughs> also, I will say we don't need to keep because they. they, no, they, yeah, they I don't know why you're lying. Yeah, their pretenses. I know it comes so naturally to the Dragon Friends just to lie at any question, but like, you have said you are time travelers. Yeah, right. True, true, true. <laughs> but no, it's important to keep your end in. So, um. Frizo, meanwhile, you're sitting next to the wildling mages, the Laroons. Uh, yeah, and Frizo's just like, man, did you see that bit where he cut off the shrimp table and flipped it into his pocket? God, oh, that was good. It's another teppanyaki reference. Um, <laughs> what? Shrimp tail. Shrimp tail into the pocket. It's, it's, a, it's a classic teppanyaki bit. What is your purpose here, mage? Oh, I just got an idea for the Dragon Friends Christmas party. Oh, well, not now! <laughs> not now! Paintball! We're, cu- we're doing something! <laughs> uh, oh my Fri- god! Frizo points, uh, he's talking to the Laroon Laroon siblings and he says to them, he pulls out his magical focus and he shows it to uh, Moira, I believe. Um, Yep. And And she would recognise it because it is... That's my brother's mirror. Your brother's mirror? Oh, well, it's your mirror then, sir. Uh, I 
stole. I got this from you. Gave this to me in a different <laughs> <laughs> timeline. In a previous Sorry, before you timeline. said, before you said, gave it to me. You said I didn't catch. Yeah, what did you say there, mage? I said stole, but I was really talking about my heart that you stole because <laughs> you're in love with my my brother. No, no, it was it was a, we were all, it was it was a platonic love. We were all in love. We're all in love. Where was Jeff? We were very we were very close. We were extremely close in another timeline. In another timeline. I just I'm just showing this to you because you wouldn't give it to me unless you really cared about me or I killed you. For or example. you, you <laughs> or you stole it. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't give this up unless you were dead. So I just want you to know that we have the capacity to become very close. Also, can I show you this? And Frieza's going to show them. He is. No. <laughs> Frieza was going to show them a, a scroll that he has with them to, show, to prove his power. What scroll? This is a scroll of a... It'd be funny if he called his penis his scroll. <laughs> that would be funny. We've got to leave this riff behind. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A Vegemite scroll. (laughs) Sorry. Yuck. Okay, does anybody else have any scroll rips to get out? Just before... It takes Hugh some energy to put the in-marker in, and before he has to put the out-marker... Oh, like, if you were pleasuring yourself, would you be scrolling? Okay. No? All right. Little snippy-snippy on the scroll. Little snippy-snippy there, Hugh. And we're out. Three, two, one. Edit point. Frieza was going to show them a scroll that he has with what him, What scroll? Uh, a scroll of the... Tarasque? Oh, shit, right. The scroll of the Tarask. Tarask. Okay, so let's be very clear for a second. This is a scroll... Now, I don't know if you guys... If, if, if the rest of the Dragon Friends know this. You found this in the ruin of an Etherese city a thousand years in the future. Uh, Sacrificed I found, a lot to get it. I... Frieza got this in the... Um, <laughs> Either Patreon only or Twitch stream version of Beef Babes in the season finale of like part two of that. I mean, that's a weird way to say what I said, essentially. How you doing, 702? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frizo, Frizo found this in a library in, a, in an old Netherese ruin a thousand years ago in the future. What does it do? I don't care where it's from. This is the Star Wars prequels all over again. <laughs> Moira uh, takes the scroll that you're offering her. Uh, no, I don't no, 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 she's just looking at it. She's okay, just looking at okay. it. And she looks, carefully reads the Larosian runes as she says, Where did you find this mage? I'm a very powerful warlock. Uh, possibly Chinese. <laughs> From a different time. I'm just showing this to you. So that you know you are allied with a very powerful, uh, uh, with, a, with a very powerful entity. Well, I want you to understand something that you may be as well, because you see, I know this scroll very well. I am in the process of drafting this scroll what? with the Maisel, and it is not yet finished. Gosh! So I ask. Do you want to do you want to cut your work in half and just copy this one? <laughs> <laughs> You would be the most annoying time traveller to ever meet. <laughs> pretty, pretty helpful stuff, I reckon. Knocking on... Those for years. Oh, fucking hell, cut it through. Oh, no, knocking on uh, Einstein's door. Squared. <laughs> Squared. That's what you... Equals MC something. <laughs> little, 
little two, tiny little two. All right, take the afternoon off, Al. <laughs> it's your own work, so you don't have to feel bad. Freeze out. Drop the mic. Walk off. Let me ask you this, mage. What... You have identified this as the scroll of the Tarasque. That is the mark that we put at the top. What do you know of the Tarasque? I think I know that it's the one that wasn't the asteroid when it was offered to me. But I think it can... <laughs> the Tarasque was a thing of pure fiction. A fantasy, an illusion, something that tormented my brother since he was a child. He would see it and he would not sleep and he would moan and cry and run to my bed. And we turned that nightmare into something potent. The Tarasque will be our salvation. What? Are you saying this is something purely fictional that you've brought into reality? Like, oh, the fortified wine tokay? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Dave, I'm also really annoying in the present. <laughs> <laughs> The Tarask is a creature of magic, three times the size of Eilinar. It can level cities, it can destroy worlds, its hunger is relentless, and it will not die and cannot be killed. And if you are telling me that we have finished the spell, I will just be taking this scroll now. Please, thank you very much. Why did you make that? <laughs> Excuse me, very silly. Too big. Too, too big. dangerous. Too dangerous. Too world ending. Too I think world ending. I, sorry to interrupt on your conversation here, but that's that's coca bananas. <laughs> now I don't really that's understand. I don't understand your future talk. This is Strad here. Um, Come on. He looks up from a very chewy plate of teppanyaki. But listen, whoop! He's he's, <laughs> catch, <laughs> he's catching an egg. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I asked the Laroons to create a monster to fight one. Have you met Carsus? Do you know what he's capable of? Do you know what he's trying to do? Yeah. 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 Oh. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right, give someone else a go. <laughs> they always pick on one person. <laughs> Cannot create gravitas in a scene. No, beyond the fourth wall, there is a impassive slug in a chef's hat, just hoiking hockey noodles at you. I mean, you can try. All you can do is try. If you've got a better idea about how to take down castles, I'd like to hear it. But that scroll there, thank you very much. That's our best bet. But that scroll's not going to just take down Cassius. That'll take down the whole world. That's some of the world. Uh, it's debatable, the percentage. But listen, do you, want, do, you, do you know what would happen if he was yep. left unchecked? Yep. Yep. What? Yep. Oh, boy. Here's what he would do. He would... Sub- he, all of the people of this land, he would... Um, Subject to uh, energy draining magics to keep him alive for an eternity. The very power that his whole world runs on now, the power that this ship runs on, may very well be a prototype for that. And you know know what he plans in three days? And this is the figure of Jarek Rim staring at his noodles but but talking to the room. Is this the plan? Better keep his eye on that slug. (laughs) 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 Single egg. Right in the foyer. Eyes on the prize, Jarek. No, but he—it's terrifying. What he um, 
beyond beyond all imagination. He's building a weapon. He won't stop talking about it, crowing to the high mages of Netheril. Then oh. in three days' time, he's going to unveil something that will save the Netherese Empire. It's a weapon, and it's going to destroy us and imprison the people down there. And he points down. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> That's my question. Weapons, destruction... Why don't we just get rid of all the weapons? Hey, don't take this the wrong way, but are you a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why, as a matter of fact, yes, I am. And I'm beginning to think that if we were all virgins, the world would be a much better place. But there wouldn't be any people in it, so... <laughs> Strahd? Yeah. Filge. You want to give yourself points for that? We just did a little... um, One of the things I'm learning about leadership is knowing people's names is very important. (laughs) Did you have a mnemonic to remember my name? Filge. Phil Collins. In the air tonight. We're in the air tonight. (laughs) So... (laughs) Does that mean... Sorry. (laughs) Does that mean that if you ever I, I, land the ship you're going to forget Phil just saying? I think the more pertinent question is does this mean that Phil Collins exists in not only D&D world but ancient D&D yeah. world? It does suggest because we know Phil Collins exists in you know in the Gribbis Detective Agency and also uh, Beef Babes yep. but this means that Phil Collins pre-existed all of them by a thousand years is in some sort of eternal being. And if Phil Collins existed a thousand years ago, does that mean that he inspired Eminem to write the song Stan in this world? Great question, and I'll take them one at a time. Um, I think that uh, the Phil Collins we have in our world is an echo of sort of an Ur Phil Collins. A genesis, if you will. Shut up! You stepped on it! You stepped on it, Dave! I heard it, Ben. Genesis. Very Genesis. funny. Very yeah, good. Genesis. The that band was the band he was, he was formerly in. Well, formerly Strad. In. <laughs> <laughs> Me have a mnemonic to remember your name too. Oh? Yeah. Strad. Strad von Zarevich, the vampire who we've killed a bunch of times. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy to remember because you were a vampire and we killed you a bunch of times. So many different times. Yeah, me a very good leader too, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not a vampire. Yeah, not yet, but as soon as you become one, oh boy, do we murder you. <laughs> actually, we did actually murder him before he was a vampire. Oh, Excuse me? No, what, no, I think actually, no, I don't think we murdered you. I think we murdered someone very close to you, potentially a nephew or an uncle or something. No, but the second time we did kill him. That's true. That is true, yeah. Yeah. Um, very carefully, Strad puts his ball down. You notice the room has gone silent. Moira and Maisel are watching you intently. Even Sluggy Beer reads the room. <laughs> oh, busy. <busy. laughs> <laughs> no, he, he just very seriously, somebody puts his ball down and immediately he's hit in the face of the egg. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Quick hands. <laughs> Just whose side are you on? Right now, we're on your side. But that's up to you, really. This is my master. This is the man I have sworn to protect. This is the great jar, the only hope of the freeborn folk 
below. If Cassus lives and Strahd dies, there will be a thousand years of terrible suffering. We know. God, we've been through this. That's why Look, we're here. That's why we're here. So what are you going to do about it? We're going to help you kill Cassus, and then we're going to teach you a little thing about kindness. <laughs> yeah, us, the dragon friends. <laughs> Did you say that you murdered my nephew for no reason? In a previous no, timeline! No, 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 no. It was your father. What?! <laughs> what you have to realise about time travel is... It's hilarious. <laughs> These are just time travelling jokes. We've been doing it so long. We get blood. It's none of this is none of this yeah. is true. Hang on, if you guys can time travel, can't I just go to the future too? No, yeah, you not allowed. No, no, Sorry, no, no, only no, no, cool no. people. <laughs> no, there's. It's Anyone not, can. You can't go to the future. You can't, actually. But if you were in the future, you could come to the past. Well, but to go to the future, you need to be stretched by a rubber band this way, and then you can take a pill or take you back. But unfortunately, no rubber band for you, so you're stuck here. Yeah, you're not stretched. Linear time for you, Strahd. That's a, that's a really good and thought-out system. <laughs> Seems somewhat wasted on this. <laughs> Great Jar, and this is, this is Moira Laroon. This is my brother's mirror. These are our words. Clearly, they speak the truth. If they can help us fight Carsus, I believe we should work with them. Moira, you're bloody... You're a straight talker, and I like that about you. You're a weirdo, but I, but that's by the by. I just think I try to keep the plot moving forward. Yeah, that's you're... you're <laughs> really, my, my purpose in the gang. Yeah, but you're an odd duck. Sometimes you... I feel like we're trying to go on a mission, and then we get distracted. We see a cool restaurant. We, yeah. We hang out there for 22 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sometimes I think, well, when we started this, we agreed. When we were downstairs in the Mexican restaurant talking <laughs> about the mission, we agreed on what the mission was but now it seems you're on a different mission mm-hmm. which is just getting deep in a teppanyaki rip yeah. that's why they call you mad Moira with this bloody crazy anyway point is point is you've come I have so little control you've come to me you've said some things that I don't agree with killing me a number of times <laughs> I, I, I could not disagree in stronger terms killing my dad similar sentiments there but as Moira says you guys seem to be from the future and we seem to be on the same page vis-a-vis Cassus so what say we fucking kill him yeah all in favour say ayo ayo great that went down really now, well now listen I me I, me <laughs> No, uh, me? Yeah. You? Go. Okay. Filge. <laughs> Strad runs Zarevich the vampire who we killed a bunch of times. Stop saying that. It's making it very <laughs> difficult. Sorry. Now, not too long ago, but also lots of futures to come. Yeah. We heard about a pretty nifty way of smushing a whole place, being a big shoe on a tiny ant. But what if me that thinks, ant? Yeah. Has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, it, it depends on the size the size of the gun. Yeah, I mean, if it's a big gun, we're we'll not in trouble. What I'm saying is this: Remember when Cassius smushed? Yes. So if we make sure that he doesn't, oh, he's already up in the sky. No, we're more in the sky. Okay, so you are in his flagship, the Rapture. He is obviously in Eilenar, presumably at this moment at the dinner party where he announces to all assembled that he has developed a way to save the Netherese Empire. A dinner party you have attended twice now. That's right, but me saying, let's land the ship on the dinner party and smush him just like he does the, all the smushes oh, in the future. But what if he has a gun? <laughs> now, I like this plan and I especially like the ship part. Because we've been trying to get up there for a very long time because we've got some very interesting information. But getting up there, man, that's harder than, than getting to the shops when they're, <laughs> when, they're, when they're closed and floating in the sky and heavily armed <laughs> by, by uh, guards. So listen. Uh, at this point, Banknote sneaks off to the ship and decides to fly us back to Cassius's space. Okay, great. So Banknote's leaving. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, as... As my, as my numero uno, my right-hand man, my hockey pal, was just telling you, Cassis is up to something and in three days he's going to unveil it. It's a weapon and the Laroons in their infinite wisdom and sneakiness and, yeah, I'll say it, weirdness, they have got this for me. And he pulls out a key and he says, this is a key to the vault inside Cassis's private chambers. If we can get in there... Disable whatever he's got going on, then take him by surprise, or do it in any order you want. I'm open to that. I'm a collaborator. Uh, Hang on, Strad. That's a key to his quarters. Yeah. Is that the only one you have? Because if we need to make a copy, there's a place. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Called Mr. Minute. And get this. They don't just do that. They also do... Oh, look at that. The ship arrives. With the capable flying of Lion Shield Magna, the ship is already soaring back to Rapture. Now all the klaxons wailing, the ship is leaking ether, 3% capacity, the engines are almost overloaded as you hover over the city. Have they just knocked out Valentine? No, I was going to say, (laughs) and all of you are assembled now in the throne room as... One of the howlers drags in the now dishevelled, and it has to be said, it looks like beaten up figure of the young, ardent flight academist, Ballantyne, as Moira Laroon leans in and says, we will ask you one more time. The passwords for landing in Eilena. We understand they change every hour, and it has been, yes, two hours (laughs) since this ship took off. And you will tell us the password now. And I'm gonna tell you. (laughs) 
help you lot. You lied to me! Moira, Moira looks back in stride and says, perhaps this would be a chance for our new friends to show that they are serious, that they will do what it takes to take on Cassus by making this wretch talk. Okay! <laughs> <laughs> says Filch. And she whacks him on the head with a hammer. No, not head. Head will do damage. Head. Oh, kneecap. what? Kneecap. Kneecap. Kneecap with a hammer. Thank you, Frizo. No worries. For always showing restraint and teaching me your ways. <laughs> Happy to help, Phil. Wink. So I hit him with my thunder's wake on oh the boy. kneecap. Yeah, Dave, what's the armor class of a patella? <laughs> That hits, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, well, it's a coup de gras because he's disabled, so that's... And that's 15 damage on the old kneecaps. Constitution constitution saving throw, he rolls a six. Uh, so he screams in pain and Terry begins to weep for his mother. And he says, Songbird! Okay, easy so wait, peasy. So wait, his kneecap is busted, but he keeps up the voice. Yeah! Because his, because in his mind he's like, if I get through this, I need to tell my therapist but I was I strong. I even kept up the voice. He's yeah. very committed to his therapy. Yeah. That's good. Personal growth is good. It is. Maisel, was it Songbird? Maisel Rune um, nods and enters the correct runes and sigils on the control board as the white glowing eyes of Banknote flicker and a smile forms on his bloodless lips as the ship docks at Launchpad McQuack and lands with a hiss and pneumatic seals disengage as a whoosh of steam is blown out from underneath the ship and the docking ramp descends down with the correct password identified. No one yet has any reason to believe that there is anyone other than Chiron's men aboard. Uh, so, we get off the ship, we head towards the lift, I guess. Yeah, it could, just to be clear in terms of the timing, if you said two hours have passed, everyone should be at the bank. Yeah, that's now. correct. Yeah. Right now, the feast is well on its way. Uh, Frizo gets into the lift with everyone. The first thing he does is through the grate in the bottom of the lift. <laughs> Using Eldritch Spear, he casts an Eldritch Blast down towards whoever is beneath Well, the I've lift. got a question here. This is a, really a question for Tom. Um, Tom, Trevor has lived for two hours longer than he normally lives in this timeline. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to know what's happened in the he, intervening He's two- written in his diary. Because anything he has anything he has done in these two hours could potentially have timeline altering consequences. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm trying to think like what's going to help the story, but also he's just a pervert, so I want to play true to the character. Um, so you mean looking at feet pics on his phone? Yeah, I reckon he doesn't have a phone. He's probably just kind of looked is wherever he is. He's probably like a great at eye level, and he's just looking at people's feet. Um, yeah, there's people nodding at me. That's sort of thing that people do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. You, uh, he, he hasn't moved. Can He's... I say, a young, a, um, a young lady bends down and says, "Excuse me, were you looking at my feet?" Yeah, I guess I was. Sorry, I, I can be so clumsy sometimes. I've always been so self-conscious about my feet. <laughs> Is this, this is just a random character talking out. This is a keep going. Play the scene out. Let's see where it's going. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. My name's Trevor. I'm a pervert in the sewer. Oh. You're. 
I'm a pervert on the street. <laughs> um, my name's Annabelle. Uh, Annabelle. <laughs> this, this might come kind of sudden, but would, would you like to get a drink sometime? Yeah, I would. Zap! And he's dead. <laughs> I want you to know, Dave, that Frizo rolled that and he rolled a natural 20. So he's really dead. He's really fucking dead. Great, so he died. Oh, Annabelle, the street pervert, will avenge him. <laughs> Big bad for next season. The elevator clatters down and clatters down far below the feasts, far below the living quarters until it comes to a small embutterment where there... All right. I'm getting away with that one, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> a corridor leads off into the private residences of the Archmage himself, he who rules all of Ilinar, Cassus the kind, Cassus the benevolent, Cassus who will save this world. These are his private residences, private laboratories, private quarters. And who, may I ask, is leading the way? Who is keeping watch at the back? Uh, I'll lead the way. Filge, all right, Filge is leading the way. Does that mean... Bobby, are you at the yeah, back? Yeah, I'll keep watching the back. All right, great. Make a perception check for me, Bobby. And you stalk down the corridor. You can see that with the feast in progress, this area is nigh on abandoned before you arrive at a large door. The door is a single piece of burnished metal, and there is a single ornate keyhole built into the centre of it with a fresco of strange patterns undulating out towards the corners. Uh, who's got the key? Uh, that would be me. Oh, yeah, hit it, man. You know what? Uh, I mean, use it. Don't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. Uh, I'd like to do this, if that's all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. We've done it already, sir. Yeah. 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 Jared, you haven't done this already! Oh, no, no, this is special and just you. Feeling somewhat diminished, Stra. You're doing great. <laughs> Feeling somewhat diminished, Stra takes the key while the Laroon siblings and Jarek look on. Can you make a perception check for me, Frizo? Frizo. Uh, Frizo rolls a natural 20. Okay, great. In this moment, a few things happen simultaneously as everybody leans in to watch. First of all, all of the dragon friends suddenly feel a strange flipping of your stomachs as bile rises and you realise that chronomatic dysfunction is taking hold of your insides. We need to do another line. Anyone who wants to can use up the medicine that they have. Anyone who doesn't want to can take a constitution save. I'll take my medicine. How much medicine do we need to take? Can we, we have do one, a full you, line or full, can we just do like a bump off a no, key? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a full dose. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. And Frizo, because you're rolling a 20 as well, you, as you are preoccupied, you suddenly feel a finger slipping towards your belt pouch. <laughs> My what? Your belt pouch. Is that what we call it? All right. <laughs> and you can see that the figure of Maisel Laroon is trying to slip his hand into I really the thought you were going to bring Trevor back there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> into the pouch containing your scroll of the Tarasque. What are you doing? away from there. What are you doing? He looks up and he goes, just testing. The reflexes are obviously strong, but remember, this is our magic. He flashes a smile at you and he looks at the door as a lock clicks and the door 
slides open and you can see a giant spherical space inside a gantry catwalk around what looks like a huge device strapped to the ceiling and to the roof. It looks like a large square prism banded with steel. What have... It's, it's, a, it's, a, squ- it's a cube inside a sphere. I hear you all, but in the mind, no, that's fine. Oh, it's like an Event Horizon machine. It's sure. like... It's, it's actually, the fucked up thing from Event Horizon. Realize, Just say it's the fucked it's up the thing. Fu- from, it's the fucked up thing with its spikes. Why does it have spikes? Yeah. To make like, it scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, um, cube, this cube, Dave... Yeah, it's is, spinning is it, like the fucked up thing from Event Horizon. If you were to pick it up, how heavy do you think it'd be? <laughs> Don't hear that and I won't respond to it. So, there is a lever by the doorway. Jerek Rim looks at it, looks for approval from Strahd who nods and he yanks the lever as out spits a walkway, a little sort of um, tready... Oh, like a, like a gangplank. Like a gangplank spits out towards the cube. As and Strad looks at all of you, looks around, but it seems that for now no alarms have been sprung. The space seems to be yours. Uh, well, Freezer's going to walk forward because he has the claw of Chiron, just yep. in case that has any like security shit on it that he's allowed to, that, that like swipes or whatever. So yep. he's going to walk forward across the gangplank. All right, you walk towards the gangplank, and as you get there, you have a jolt of recognition because you realise that this is the one and same. Um, prison tomb that you have seen a thousand years ago, no longer corroded with rust. Now it looks empty, vacant, newly made. It is a cell, it's ten a- feet by ten feet. And Strahd says to Jarek, "This doesn't look like any kind of weapon I recognise. This is. We saw him in this. We saw Carsus in this. All the energy of the world was draining to him. Mm. This was the furnace." Oh, the kiln. The kiln. The kiln. The kiln. Yeah. I'd say that's just about enough of that. When you leaned over to talk and to Dave turn- just now, were you asking what's Cassus's voice? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's just enough about that. As you hear that, you turn around and you see walking down the corridor towards you with two liveried officers of the ardent flight by his side, the figure of Cassus, seemingly unarmed in his dress shirt and rings and fineries, unarmed, walking unhurriedly towards the seven of you. Oh, hey guys. Guess you didn't uh, get the invitation to the dinner party because I didn't send you one. You weren't invited is what I was... It was a, it was a clunky way of saying it, but I'm full of salmon and I just can't think. Cassius, <laughs> you don't know who the fuck we are. You see, the thing about that is I kind of do... And yeah. as he says that, another figure steps out from behind Carsus. Very old man, head bound down by a heavy chain, looking absolutely miserable as he stares at you, Bobby. I'm sorry, I see you all, and I sometimes say some of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this fucking guy. Grand Seraphiria? Yes. Carsus could sense that something was amiss and demanded of me if there was something that I could see and I could see this timeline it's the one that comes closest to the knot and I'm I'm sorry yeah he's sorry did you hear that he's sorry uh Frizo's gonna lunge for the old cube 
You're going to lunge towards the cube. Yep. Okay, great. You race towards the cube, and as you do that, Carsis shouts out in alarm that you are very close to it. The door of it is open, and you can race into it if you want to. Ooh, is this how Frizo dies? <laughs> <laughs> Banknote runs towards the cube. <laughs> As soon as Banknote crosses the precipice of the cube, the door slams shut as the cube begins to spin and a voice shouts out in every known language that ever will or shall be that all of you can understand instinctively as every language that you understand as it says, God Containment Protocol Activated. What? Ceiling now, and there is a radiant blast of light as Casa screams out in anger and frustration. You fucking idiots! That's not meant for that guy! I don't know who that guy is! I didn't tell me who that guy was! My name is Light Shield Shut up! Of the Rother Glen banknotes! Don't you understand what that is? Yes. It's a god box! What? And there's not a god in it! Oh, what? What happens now? <laughs> and as Banknote says that at the door, the cube <laughs> glows white, spins, and then suddenly begins to grow and disappear. And as everybody in the room sits and watches, the colossal energies required by a mad genius to trap and imprison a god are weighted down upon Lion Shield Banknote. <laughs> Level 7 Artificer <laughs> who looks at Frizo for some kind of consolation or acknowledgement that he did what he wanted him to do. Is this what... You are my new friend. Is this what you wanted me to do? And Frizo's just like, oh boy. Gosh. I was almost going to get in there. <laughs> Gosh. Isn't that what you always wanted, Frizo? Well, no, I wanted to be a god. But I think this kills a god, and in this instance, kills that guy. <laughs> but in actual fact, in a previous timeline that's still connected to me, I already looted his stuff, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Time is, of course, a curious thing. A curious thing indeed, sages say that the history of Faerun is divided into three great ages, an age of wonder, an age of ruin, and an age that is yet to come, a third age, an age where all is possible, where Faerun's fate hangs in the balance, where fortunes can be made, where the good can rise or perish, where evil can flourish or finally be thwarted. These are ages unending, impossibly long, spinning in the ethereum of nine known worlds, and yet in the every instant of this age, Age, at all times possible, in all spaces imaginable, Lion Shield Banknote is undone, unstitched in time, dying the most painful death imaginable again and again and again. It takes terrible magic to trap a god, to hold them even for an instant. Cassus, perhaps in his folly, believes by trapping one he can save his people, find ether sufficient to find his salvation. He may not be right, but one thing is sure. His box can truly fuck up Lion Shield Banknote. We will see you again in Season 8 of Dragon Friends. (laughs) 
Give me the character sheet. Give me the character sheet. I just wanted you all to know that I was a good boy. Oh, that is not where I thought this episode would go. Thank you. Tom, do you know who Launchpad McQuack is? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Who is Launchpad McQuack? <laughs> Follow-up question. Huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Launchpad McQuack, I think if you're under 30, maybe you wouldn't know who Launchpad McQuack is. Is there anyone under 30 who knows who Launchpad McQuack what? is? 29. 29, okay. Who is, lo- who is Launchpad 24? McQuack? Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to find the youngest person here. <laughs> yes, so- I'm so sorry to interrupt oh, yeah, you, yeah. sir. But shut up. I want to... F- <laughs> Honestly, please, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> would, you, would you do that for me? <laughs> um. It's fun to be angry at the paying audience. Guys, again, we're so glad to be back in front of a so, live audience. Never has the arts you, been fucking, more fucking. important, I swear to God! I want to find the youngest person here who knows who Launchpad McQuack is. So How old are you? And you reckon... Uh, and you reckon but, I know someone's bad out it's over a, there. It's the fucking DuckTales reboot. Can anybody beat 24? Oh, it's the reboot. It's the reboot. We'll Did you it. just forget how old you were? Because you put your hand up and then you put your hand down. Oh. What, month? Oh. what month? What month? Oh. What month? April. April? April? January. Oh! oh. April wins! Ooh. April. April. All right. <laughs> the second half of the podcast is just this. <laughs> so, Mr. January, that makes no. no, no, no that's Mo. That's January. Mo, who's born in April. No, no January. No. Mo's January. Who's younger? Are you having Mo's an episode? <laughs> <laughs> who's younger? I believe Mr. April is at the back. Yeah, of Mr. Mr. April. Did you think January was younger because it's a smaller month? Hell yeah. I'm going to take some time to work out how I did that. No, it's, I did the same thing. So I did the same yeah. thing as well. We it's like persons from 2B and right. C. It's They're like, tiny. It's like, you know those, you know that scene in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where he does the Russian roulette and then he shoots the guy and he's like, there's a 6% chance. And it's such a funny joke because you understand how he got there. I'm trying to work out... <laughs> How I did that. Well, and I'll report back in the middle of a very yeah. important bit of the podcast. Right. But uh, person who was born in April, what was your name? Uh, Shane. Hi, Shane. Uh, who is Launchpad McQuack? He's a character on Tailspin. No. No. Incorrect. Uh, no. Incorrect. Fuck off, Shane. All right. I swear to God. <laughs> all right. uh, next, next. This, this, is, we this have to cunt go to, all over again. We have to no. go to April. We, we have to go to... Uh, <laughs> who was born in April. I mean, Jack... Mo, you were born in January. Who is Launchpad McQuack? Yes, okay, yes. congratulations. Uh, would you like this beer? I don't have a bottle opener. Did right, the person on. who came after hearing this on 702, are they still here? <laughs> hey! Hey! Yeah! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 